Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I am so glad you are here with me. This is week five of a series of episodes entitled Safety Sense, the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer for spiritual safety. This series is chocked full of biblical details and instructions on how the Holy Spirit is a help to the believer, a counselor, our paraclete, the one close beside us making the calls. He is the one God has given us to keep us spiritually safe in a very spiritually unsafe world. We have already discussed how the Holy Spirit functions as our pre-collision system, functioning as our radar for objects or pedestrians in our paths, and helping us and alerting us to break when necessary basically helping us to avoid a spiritual collision. We've also talked about how he functions as our lane departure alert, helping us to stay in the, quote, lane God has placed us in, and how he also helps us to gently and safely merge into new lanes when God asks us to make a move. The Holy Spirit can also function as our automatic high beams, shining a bright light of truth into the dark paths we may find ourselves This function also allows us to shine bright as we hold out the gospel to those in darkness. Today, we will look at a different function of the Holy Spirit. I am using the safety system of my Toyota vehicle as the illustration to help us better understand how the Holy Spirit works to keep us spiritually safe. Let's get going. Growing up in a family of four girls was interesting. It was especially interesting when all six of us would get into the car and go somewhere. Long or short trip did not matter. There was something about cramming six people into one car that never really worked out too well. With daddy and mama up front and one kid in between them, which was usually me being the youngest, that left the other three girls to be in the back seat. No one wanted the middle spot and someone always ended up touching someone else. Our parents were patient with us, to a point, and after several warnings, we would be in big trouble. At that point, the girls in the back would straighten up, but not really. Someone would try and sneak a jab at the other sister. From the front seat, looking straight ahead, one parent would say, Stop that! and catch the sneaky delinquent off guard. How did they know what was going on? They did not even turn their head. No way could they see what was going on behind them. That's kind of like us spiritually. Little did I know that the driver could look in the rearview mirror and see what was going on in the back seat without even turning around. That was the way to catch blind spots back in the 80s. Today, my car has something in place called a blind spot monitor and it gets the job done of communicating to the driver when an object is in the blind spots of the vehicle. Today, we will look at how the Holy Spirit helps us in monitoring spiritual blind spots in our walk with God. I think we all know what it means to be blind, but just in case, let's think through this condition. It means to be without sight, which is the ability to see. It also means to see something, range of vision, judgment, or evaluation. There are varying degrees of blindness, 
According to the World Health Organization website, the International Classification of Diseases 11 classifies vision impairment into two groups, distance and near-presenting vision impairment. Distance vision impairment is broken down into four groups, mild, moderate, severe, and blindness. Visual impairment is recognized as a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990. Why has the term blind spots been coined in terms of driving a car? Because the average human head does not operate on a swivel with the ability to see 360 degrees. I said the average human head, but then I guess no human head operates on a swivel. So anytime we get into the driver's seat, we are already at a disadvantage. We are already putting ourselves at risk for an accident just based on the limitations of our physical anatomy. The blind spots on the road would be the disability while we drive. That's why a blind spot monitor is such a valuable function of the Toyota Safety Sense. It immediately, as soon as the car is turned on, begins to do its job to make sure the driver does not become involved in an accident. The blind spot monitor is the driver's eyes in the back of the head with the ability to see all around. You may say the blind spot monitor is nothing special. How is it any different than the rear view mirror or just turning in your seat to see what's behind you? Let me read to you from my owner's manual about this safety function. Blind spot monitor function uses radar sensors to detect vehicles that are traveling in an adjacent lane in the area that is not reflected in the outside rearview mirror or the blind spot and advises the driver of the vehicle's existence via the outside rearview mirror indicator. It assists the driver in making a decision when changing lanes. The blind spot monitor sensors are installed behind the right and left sides of the rear bumper respectively. When a vehicle is detected in a blind spot of the outside rear view mirrors, the outside rear view mirror indicator on the detached side will illuminate. If the turn signal lever is operated toward the detected side, the outside rear view mirror indicator will flash. The sensors must be kept clean to work properly. If covered with dirt or snow, they may not operate and would require cleaning to restore optimal performance. So blind spots in our driving experience are potentially very dangerous. The same is true with spiritual blind spots. The Bible speaks about blindness, sight, and a person's eyes a lot. Jesus really addresses spiritual blindness as it pertains to the religious leaders of his time. So when the scriptures refer to blindness, what is it referring to? It's referring to a lack of spiritual discernment, a lack of understanding of how the kingdom of God, quote, works. Jesus tells us in John chapters 14 and 15 that the Holy Spirit will come to teach and remind the believer of all that Jesus has said and will guide the believer to all truth. He will help the spiritually blind to understand and take hold of the truth that God wants his child to know. What is it on the sensors that hinders the blind spot monitor function to work properly? Dirt. Same for the believer. If our spiritual sensors or discernment is dirtied up by sin, will our blind spot monitor, the Holy Spirit, be able to work properly to help us avoid objects in our paths that we cannot see? Yes, 
but it will be a lot harder for us to get the indicator if we are not, quote, clean before him. This can only be done by confession, forgiveness, and repentance. Just like I can wipe my sensors on my car clean, through our confession of sin, God's forgiveness of sin freely given, and our repentance of going in the opposite direction of sin, those sensors will work properly again. There is much spiritual value in this act of confession and repentance. How does a believer become overtaken by the blind spots that creep in? 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-11 through 11 tells us, I will read verses 8 and 9 today, but take some time and look at the entire passage. Verses 8 and 9 says, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. What are the things the believer needs in increasing measure, according to Peter? He tells us in verses 5 through 7, faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. These are the qualities that help a believer through the power of the Holy Spirit to not be nearsighted and blind. To not focus on things that are up close or things that will even cover our eyes. But to look up, look around, and be aware of what objects we may not see that are around us. These qualities sound a lot like the fruit of the Spirit. Those can be found in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Let's look closer at this passage. Galatians 5 verses 16 through 26. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. They are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its desires and passions. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another or envying one another. The first command Paul tells us in this passage is to walk by the Spirit. This means that I'm going to conduct my entire life how the Spirit would have me conduct it. 
He continues on by saying that when we do that, we will be able to say no to our sinful nature, which is always at war with what the Spirit wants. He goes on to list the deeds of the sinful nature. For me, these are these blind spots in our lives that we need to be aware of. Those things that will contribute to us being nearsighted and blind, as Peter warned us against. The things about the deeds of the flesh is that they are general and they are very common, even among followers of Jesus. What do you not see in this list? Those big, ugly sins you would expect to see. If we, meaning me, were going to make a list of deeds of the flesh that I would include, things like the things I would never do, like murder, rape, stealing, denying Jesus' very existence. But we did not make the list. God did. Speaking to Paul through the Holy Spirit to include things that the average Christian Joe is highly susceptible to. Look back over the list. Really think about your own life. Do you see where some of your deeds could be characterized under these things and therefore be blind spots for you? Thank the Lord that this is not the end of the passage. Next, Paul turns the light on and turns on the blind spot indicator. These are the fruit of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Nothing can plead their case against these. It is quite clear when the fruit of the Spirit is growing inside a person. These qualities are clearly seen on the outside. They are also working tirelessly to indicate when one of those above fruits of the flesh is trying to creep in. Love will say to you, Hey, I am in you. There's no room for jealousy. Or perhaps gentleness and kindness will work together to say, Hey, we are here. There's no room for rage and hatred. When these fleshly fruits get near us, the Holy Spirit begins to flash that indicator light communicating, Watch out. There is something on your right side that you don't see. Let it pass on by you. Keep in step with me. How do we do this? This seems very hard to do, especially when you don't see it coming. But you do what verse 24 tells us to do. We crucify our sinful nature with its passions and desires because we belong to Christ. Jesus himself took the time to restore the sight to the blind. I talked about those religious leaders earlier They didn't even understand what Jesus was doing. They even used this, Jesus restoring sight to a blind person, as a reason to have him arrested, saying he did work on the Sabbath. That really was not the real issue. They used that to cover up their own spiritual blindness, which, by the way, Jesus publicly rebuked them about on numerous occasions. Now, the fruits of the flesh, well, that was evident in their lives. If you want an example of how not to live, look to the religious leaders of Jesus' day. They had no idea what it meant to conduct themselves in a manner worthy 
of the calling on their lives. They had no idea that Jesus, in their very presence, was the one who created them and put them in their religious leadership position. They were so blind to all of that because they were focused on themselves. By the way, I think that is a fruit of the flesh, selfish ambition. Don't be like them. It's time for the children of God to walk by the Spirit, to keep in step with the Spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit to guide, protect, and be our eyes for those creepy little sins that like to hang out in our blind spots. Look up, activate the blind spot monitor, and allow Him to change your sight, to turn those disabilities of sin into abilities of godliness. Love, not hate. Joy, not anger. Peace, not discord. Patience, not rage. Kindness, not envy. Goodness, not selfish ambition. Faithfulness, not idolatry. Gentleness, not provoking. And self-control, not drunkenness. Let's pray and ask God to enlighten the eyes of our hearts through the power of His Holy Spirit in order that we may not be overtaken by those sins that want to take us over. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this day and this time. God, I pray for my friends, for myself, that you would open the eyes of our heart, shine light onto those things in our lives that we cannot see, that we're blind to, God, would you give us spiritual understanding and discernment, God, wisdom to know when these little sins start to creep in and we say no. We say no to jealousy, to envy. We say no to impatience and discord. God, help us to realize that that it's those sneaky little sins that are going to take us off, off of our path and perhaps endanger us spiritually. God, we can avoid the big things. Would you help us in seeing the little things and help us to stay away from them? God, I pray that you would help us to walk by your Spirit to stay in step with your spirit. And that will allow us to get down the road of life a little bit further. God, we love you. We love Jesus. And we pray these prayers in his name. Amen. When we live by the spirit, we benefit from the freedom of the quote, open road that the spirit brings. We can trust in Him as our safety sense, helping us to avoid any roadblocks that may come our way. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 tells us this perfectly. I will wrap up today with this verse. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 
Well, y'all, that was the fourth function of the Holy Spirit as our safety sense. I am so glad you were on this journey with me. Join me next week as we look at how the Holy Spirit can function as our all-wheel drive lock. This should be interesting. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.